gusto me abraza. Guerrero como Eddie, que viva la raza. Me gustan boricuas, me gustan cubanas. Me gusta el acento de la colombiana. Como me ve el culo la dominicana. Lo rico que me chinga la venezolana. Andamos activos, perico, pim, pim. Billetes de 100 en el maletín. Que retumbe el bajo y Valentín, yeah. Aquí prohibido mal, dile charitín. Que perpico le tengo claritín. Yo llego a la disco y se forma el motín. Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. What's happening? Nothing. Hey, man. I'm in a real South American mood. You see the jersey? What, what, was, what were they saying in that song, man? You just played. You heard, I, I heard the Colombian part. The Colombian part? Colombiana. It was J Balvin. You know, that's my guy. My boy gets back from Colombia and doesn't know how to act. How was your trip? I'm glad you said it like that too, y'all. It's, since I'm now an official citizen, I gave up my citizen. I was Dominican a month ago, but I went to Colombia. I decided to turn that card in, yo. I'm officially South American. Colombian. It's not Colombian. Colombian. Not a. Oh, col, Colombian. Show respect. Amir, just tell us about your trip. <laughs> no one. No one cares. Just tell us about your trip. All right, I'm going to be honest. It was a beautiful trip. Medjain was. It reminded me a lot of the Bay Area. It's a lot of hills. The weather is sporadic, too, like, like, like sporadic, and I mean, like, it'll be cold, cool, lots of fog in the morning, okay, so San Francisco-ish, yep, San okay, Francisco-ish, San Francisco. uh, but, you know, cool, it was very, like, cool, they call it the uh, City of Eternal Spring, mm. which is a very, I feel like that's kind of like barrier weather, it's like mm. light spring, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So, it was uh, beautiful to see that, uh, of course, you know, all black people are big, uh, Colombian and uh, uh, where was my other man from? Where was Scarface? Scarface was supposed to be from Cuba, I think, in his movie. Like wherever, South American, Caribbean drug lords, movies, and in real life. So we got to take a um, Escobar tour, a tour of Pablo Escobar, his life, and it was crazy, man. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, for anybody who doesn't know, you know, he was at one point at the height of his career, he was making sixty million dollars a day. Via cocaine, sixty million dollars a day. And what year was this? This was like the eighties and nineties, like that? the eighties through the early nineties. So he was the seventh. He was the seventh richest man in the world, according to Forbes, without counting any of the illegal money. So he was making sixty million off of cocaine daily, but through real estate and everything else, he was the seventh richest. Man in the world. So obviously, if they would have counted the drug money, he would have been number one. I'm in the wrong business. Yo, but it was crazy. Like, his story is crazy. I, you know, recommend you watch. Uh, you know, Narcos is Hollywood a little bit, so it's not completely there. But it's still a good watch. But any of the documentaries That's are really so good. cool. Yeah, man. It, w- it was crazy, man. Um, wow. And everything about it is real. Like, really, you know. 
I didn't do any, but you know, cocaine is very accessible there. Very. No, I'm saying, just saying, just from a cultural perspective, like they would whip it out, like just. For real? It's like drinking beer out there. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the kids not doing it. You know, stuff like that. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, something you would do at a party. It's like wine. Like some people got wine. You know, beer and South America, Colombia. Some people got cocaine. Oh, <laughs> wow. Trigger warning. Ah, too late. Um, it was, but it was wild. Empan- oh, you guys tasted empanadas before? Yo, listen. Boy, have y'all tasted listen. empanadas before? Listen, yes, no, I'm not boy. talking about the Taco Bell joints because I used to fuck them up too. I'm talking about they cooking them joints up, frying them like as you want them. Chicken, cheese, corn, beef and cheese. and Like, bro, they got them coming like, oh, you want this? They frying them right there, passing them to you. Bro, and I'm talking about like 75 cents you eating these joints for. Dang. Killing them. Like food, like it was just a great. Like the people were super nice. I could talk about it all day, but it's a good trip. A lot of history to the city, like I said, because of Escobar and everything else. But uh, I think Cartagena, that's the spot I was telling you about earlier. That's the spot you want to go if it's uh, if you're looking for more beaches and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because it's closer to the west coast of the country. Mm-hmm. And the west coast is actually more Afro-Cuban, so you got a lot of the darker ones like us. That's over on that side, Medellin was more like it's mixed. You got super light, super dark, a little bit of everybody. So I'm glad you said dark skin like us. I appreciate that. I was actually talking about me in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, nigga. You would have been right where you were supposed to be, right? Medellin with the mixed ones. Me in the show would have been on the other Don't side like with that. a dark. <laughs> I get pretty brown. You would have been right there. We would have sent your ass to Argentina, uh, Venezuela, or some it's, shit like that. It's off season for me, all right? I get pretty brown, all right? Yo, nah, but, uh, you know, let's let's get into some some good topics, man. What's happening? Like, what's, what's really good in the world? I'm just happy I don't think we that. even created an order, but we could just kind of jump around. But, you know, I would suggest... We say Russell Wilson and Will Smith for last. Nigga, did I, you do cocaine? You didn't even let me introduce myself today. What is wrong with you? It was. It was cheap. Hey, I y'all. I'm just playing. I'm just kidding. I'm Imani. Um, <laughs> I do this podcast with my brother. All right. Now we can go. <laughs> what was that? This man just went on a rant about Colombia and cocaine. I thought you introduced yourself before you asked me how the trip was. No, Mary, you came in here salsa and then got into Colombia, and then I didn't even have a chance. But you asked me how the trip was, though. You did ask me how the trip was. I did ask you how okay, the trip was. Okay, all right. I was just making sure. I was like, as I thought you had said, yes, he might how was the trip, nigga? I was like, okay, my bad. Go on ahead. You're ghetto. I mean, I just did it. I thought you had something else to say, bro. You're ghetto. All right. Look. Hey, look, it's a very authentic show. Uh, oh, yeah. So we can talk about this real quick. I'll jump in with this one. It's a quick one. Shout out to my bad, Michelle. I know your sister plays for UCLA. But South Carolina won the, you know, women's basketball championship. We want to give a shout out to Dawn Staley. You know, but hey, look, we're going to be rooting for UCLA next year when she go do her thing, too. For sure, for sure. But Dawn Staley, she was actually one of my favorite uh, WNBA players, too, like back in the day. She was Um. like, she's a Philly girl. I have a soft spot in my heart for Philly. Nobody knows. My dad sent me there when I was, I want to say sixth grade, seventh grade, sixth grade going into seventh grade. So I spent like almost a month out there uh, at their basketball camps and stuff. He just kicked me out, sent me to Philly, you know. Uh, So I got a soft spot in my heart for there. 
Um, but the drip, I don't know if I ever seen a coach with the drip that she had. She coached the national championship. Usually, you know, they'll have like the team, you know, team jacket, team polo or something like that. (laughs) She had the, we just going to round up, the $5,000 Louis Vuitton jacket on with the matching shoes. They're probably, I think the shoes was around two G's, something like that, two, three. Wow. What you give the uh, outfit on the scale from one to ten? I think drip or no drip. No, that's drip. That's definitely. Sure. It's definitely like, um, like effortless, like subtle drip. Like the jacket does enough. You yeah. know it's not like too much, but it's just like I got money. Like, yeah, nice little. And I know how to put it together. Stop playing with me. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. Yeah, and uh, but outside of that, she is the first black coach, men or women, in Division One history to win multiple national championships. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so. Shout out to her, Don Staley. Congrats. I don't have my little thing, so I don't want to press the wrong button. I've had to put it up there. It That's might what's be up, crickets Don. or something. Shout out to Don. That's what's up. You want to go into the uh, Camilio, what's her name? Camilo. I don't know her name. I hope she don't get mad when she look at this. Is it? Camila Cabello. I didn't want to say her Cabello. name wrong. So what I gathered is, you know, as a celebrity, there is... 95% chance if you leave your home, mm. you're going to be photographed by the paps. Mm. And I guess what basically happened with Camila is, you know, it's a regular day. She wanted to have a beach day. She wanted to have a regular beach day. And she goes to the beach, and lo and behold, the pap is out to get her. Mm. So she was basically saying that it's very hard to... Like, it messes with your confidence, you know what I mean? Because, like, mm-hmm. everybody ain't always on 10, you know, like, especially in right. a freaking bathing suit. Catch me on off day. Like, everybody's not always on 10. So. Yep, yep. Oh, my bad. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I, think oh, I'm, man. I, I think I had muted your mic on accident. You did. You got cracked energy today. Um. Anyway, so... Yeah, you know, she's basically just saying that um, it, she's kind of fed up with not being able to just be confident and just be um, when she goes out, especially to places like the beach where you do just want to chill and you might you might not be tripping off what you ate for lunch and then you throw on a bathing suit and maybe you look a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's stuff that you have to think about. Like, you got to make sure you suck in your stomach in because they might get you from this angle and the internet be ripping people apart. I try and make you look shady. Yeah. So that is what I got from what she said. And I, you know, it's unfortunate. And, but I just think that that's something that comes with it. I'm not saying it's right, you know, but it is something that comes with. It's the price you pay of being a celebrity. Yeah. You can be the, you can be the butt of jokes. You know, it comes with a lot of good stuff, too. A lot of perks. A lot of perks. A lot of perks. Like you said, you know, rich people, uh, privilege. Yeah. Um, best parties, best food. People know you, love you. And then, you know, got the select few. Like you said, you can be paparazzi. Yeah. Which I think ties in to our last couple of stories. Tie it in, brother. I think we got something in between that, though. Don't we? Are we missing one? Before we go to Russell and Will Smith, uh, I believe. Uh, 
Kanye. I'm not a big festival person. Amir is too much today. You're not a big festival person? No. So I wasn't really upset by this. I know some people were saying he uh he might not order. It was like, you know how big Coachella is. It was like a it was like a sign up sheet. It might have been like two thousand people or something like that didn't want him to come. Did not want him to come? Yeah, you know, because all the stuff we was talking about with like him and Kim and I think, you know, some of the stuff he said about Pete Davidson. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of people. So I think some people was trying to chalk it up to that, but I don't think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, some people said the last time he um, pulled out of a big concert like this, it was for like a mental health break or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you just never know. But, uh, yeah, for anybody who was thinking about going, if you haven't already, you might want to sell your tickets if you were going to see Kanye. That's <laughs> the that's the whole reason I brought this one up because I know for me, I think the other ones, I forgot who else was headlining, but it was nobody like, that I would be like, I got to go see them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so for the blacks, uh, you might want to maybe sell them. Unless, yeah. but I mean, Coachella, though, they usually got like oh, 150 people. people performing. So, yeah, you just might not be going or staying for the uh, main thing. So, mm-hmm. And I must say, I'm pretty sure Kanye uh, doesn't care too much after it just came out that he is now a two billionaire. That did? That just came out? Forbes just released it. He went from one to two billion. So on there, do they say how much like each of the like where the money is coming from? Like so, did they say like two billion or one point five billion from Adidas, five hundred million from music or something like that? You want me to pull it up? Cause I don't know. You could try. Yeah, I don't know if they they do it like that, but that would be interesting. Check for you, yeah, I saw that like literally right before we um got into. Yeah, I'm only asking too because I don't. Re- I gotta look up the Escobar one too because, like, when they said they had put him in there and it was for everything but, uh, you know, the cocaine. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. I wonder if they listed like everything, uh, joint for joint. But yeah. I guess not. So let me see. In just one short year, Kanye West is officially part of the multi-billionaire club. As Forbes exclusively reports that his net worth has now increased to $2 billion, thanks to his highly lucrative music and fashion empires by having 100% ownership of his popular Yeezy sneaker brand, along with the multi-million deal with Adidas, Kanye West's net worth increased increase due to his Yeezy Gap collaboration. Ew. Which reportedly hit sales of one billion in its first year. Gap. So mm-hmm. I don't even remember him out. dropping shit from Bro, Gap. When I tell you this man dropped the most basic uh, hoodies and so, like I'm sure the quality was insane. Right. But bro, they were just basic and say nothing. Basic hoodies, my boy. That was the the Dapper Dan joint they did too. Was hella basic. Like I said, Dap instead of Gap. That joint sold out before it even dropped. That's crazy. That's I wasn't even expecting influence. you to put Gap on that. Wow. That's influence for you. So, yeah, that, that billion came basically from Gap. Shout out to a two billionaire. Er. Hey, look, that's good mic quality and stand quality now. You seen that? That shit would have dropped. That was the episode two? Yeah. Boom. I don't know if y'all trip, but we got new stands. You hear me? I think it was episode two or one where the mics dropped. And we then we was on there with uh, Kanai, right? And then Sunday took a poo. That was, uh, that was an interesting. No, 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 no. When Sunday did that, that was a different day because I think we were still testing stuff out. I don't know. We had like three things go wrong within that episode. Yeah, the mic fell that day too. Did it? <laughs> it was like, wasn't wow. the only time it fell, but yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Well, I'm not going to front y'all. I'm finna go off on this one. It's, uh, I think we got a clip. I'm just preparing y'all right now. What is it? Yeah, if Russell ain't had that bread, she ain't gonna be with him. <laughs> Russell Square. Yeah, Ru- Ru- Russell Square. Russell Square. Thing, Sierra, Sierra had a she she has a good situation, but she was you don't leave future they, and get with Russell Wilson. The, the, the thing is, I though, think that's what you're You don't wrong, leave though. future and get with Russell Women Wilson. Like, it's, a, it's a type. Listen, Women bro, everybody peace. got a type. Yeah, that's true. Everybody has a type. You're gonna leave future and get with Russell Wilson. Is, though, when you so square and I love him on the field. He's this. a square. Channing. He's a king square. Channing, you go from this level of toxicity, you just want something stable. You want the guy that was sitting with that girl with that big old mouth at the draft that was laughing and you knew she deserved <laughs> to be with him. Goofball? Yeah, you want that you guy. You want to get with you, goofballs. No. Bro. Please speak on it. Black men, we have got to do better about ourselves. What do I mean by that? I mean, when it comes to respecting each other as men, I feel like some people should just be off limits. The same way We glorify or we just show respect. Well, I won't say glorify, but a lot of times we'll respect. It could be a uh, dope boy. It could be even, even be a pimp. Like, if they give back, you know what I'm saying? It's just somebody that they don't talk about. Mm-hmm. You should have just as high of or more respect for someone who is a good man, handles his responsibilities, is a role model and an overall good human being that people have, I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. So to come out and call somebody like that corny on a national platform, I feel is the highest form of disrespect. Mm -hmm. Like Russell Wilson is the guys we went to church with or the good teacher we had, whatever you want to call him or whatever you want to say he is, he's that person. Like anybody who has a sister or a mom or a niece would love for them to bring home somebody like Russell Wilson. Those type of people you don't disrespect in no way, shape, or form. Like those are just good men. And for a man to sit up there, regardless of how, and he can, like he said, I don't have no problem with him. He's good on the field. Like, so why would you sit there and call somebody corny like that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, 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 to me, that's the highest form of disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, of course, we all got our own personal feelings. There might be people we feel like is corny. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I would never go on a show if this is a good person. You know what I'm saying? Handling their responsibilities and say this person is corny. Mm-hmm. That's disrespectful, bro. I love Future. I love Future. That's my guy. But if you had to pick one person for your sister or your mama or your auntie or somebody to bring home, there would probably be the easiest pick of your life between him and Russell Wilson. Agree or disagree? Agree. All right. So, 
and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, and that's no disrespect to Future. Like, to like, he's one of my favorite artists. You know that. But you know, we're talking about somebody who's a fan. He's taking care of his responsibilities. Sierra is a great wife. Like, she respects him. She honors him as a husband. Like, they household. He take care of kids that's not his. Like, they his. Like, how you get on there and disrespect somebody and call him corny? Like, for a podcast. You could have said everything you needed to say about that. Even if he was like, oh, like, I didn't see that coming. Like, oh, you know, the switch up from future to Russell Wilson. But to sit there and disrespect that man like that to me was like the highest form of disrespect. And I don't even know if he came out and apologized for it yet. I hope he does. But that's just goofy. Like, that's the highest form of goofy shit. Like, I feel like a man could do is disrespect a man who's handling his responsibilities. I agree. That's all I had to say, even though it was a lot. There's so much. Um, Amir is very well-spoken, okay? We have an intelligent HBCU graduate sitting right here that's able to articulate his thoughts so well without disrespecting anybody. I was going to say the nigga that said that is giving down low. Like, you're giving down low. Like, I don't understand why you're hyping up somebody so much like and it comes with disrespecting somebody else so much like i i don't understand that and it's, it's giving down low and i have no i have nothing against that community there's a lot of people involved in it and it's okay it is okay okay i'm just saying i don't like that i don't like that because what, what did you what is that teaching what type of impression is that leaving on younger men who might look up to um, Russell Wilson? It's giving, oh, Russell Wilson is corny? I should be looking up to Future? Like, and nothing, no, no offense to Future, like, I don't love that nigga, like, at all. Music is cool. But I'm just saying, like, what type of example is that setting? Like, that's stupid. That's just, that is probably the, one of the stupidest things I have come across this week. And I don't respect it. I don't know who said it. I don't care to know who said it. I don't care what your name is. You're giving down low, and I hope you find God. That's all. That's all I have to say. Like I said, Amir articulated it way better. (laughs) (laughs) I said what I said, and I will stand by. Mic drop. So it might be several mic drops today. We're going to go off one more time. But we're going to run the whole thing down. Obviously. Who am I calling out now? No, go ahead. <laughs> Obviously. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm always interested to hear what you got to say because, you know, you're your money. But, <clears throat> mm-hmm. of course, we all heard about the Oscars debacle last week. And we've had a week. I feel like it was cool we took last week because we had a whole week to sit on it and marinate and read and you know things like that sometimes it's not best to be the first but you know to be the most informed and you know then you could articulate a good 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 point agreed so we'll we'll just build up obviously you know um chris rock hosted the oscars um what every man does or every every woman too it's been females who have hosted or women who have hosted the oscars too you know they do their normal uh roasting of the audience um chris rock does the, did the same thing uh apparently um 
Will Smith and Jada didn't like a joke. Uh, Will Smith comes to the stage, slaps Chris Rock. Uh, Chris Rock doesn't react. Will Smith goes back to his seat and yells, keep my wife's name out your MF and mouth twice. Uh, he later comes back, wins the award for uh, King Richard Best Actor, which he deserved. First Oscar. First Oscar, gave his speech, uh, Tearfield, uh, apologized to the Oscars and to his colleagues, did not apologize to Chris Rock. Uh, comes back the next day, still less than 24 hours, then apologizes to Chris Rock. Uh, in the weeks or in the week following that, uh, he resigns from the Academy. Um, they halt the production of Bad Boys 4. Uh, another Netflix movie he was doing gets halted. And I want to say something else, uh, another movie, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been speculation that Jada can't. I haven't got a official source, but it's been people sending it to me saying uh, Jada said Will Smith overreacted and he shouldn't have hit him and she don't need defending. Uh, but I haven't seen that from a reliable source, so mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then today, uh, the Willow Smith letter re- resurfaces. I had never heard about this letter. Uh, but apparently she had a letter to Tupac. Why are you laughing, Nichelle? <laughs> she said, you heard about it, Nichelle? You can't make this shit up, bro. Like, I didn't know this. I, I had no idea this shit existed. Mm-hmm. Willow Smith said, I don't know how old she was when she wrote this, but dear Tupac, I know you are alive someplace. I think that my mommy really misses you. Can you please come back? Can you come back so mommy and me, wow, can be happy? I wish you were here. I really do love Willow. (laughs) Fam, I'm going to let you go first on this one because I got a whole lot to say. I got a whole lot to say. I'm going to let you finish. I don't want to take up all your time. But um. I'm speechless, bro. I'm not speechless, but I mean speechless from just like a wild perspective. Because I look at everything from like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just let you go. Go on ahead, bro. Because I was about to start. I was about to start rambling. Go on ahead. (laughs) This is probably going to be good because we're going to have a difference of opinions. Um, So Willow was 11 when she wrote that. Okay. And um, my thing is, I feel like I can't really touch or say too, too much because one, I have never dealt with um, losing somebody I dated or I loved like that. I have never experienced a loss like that. Thank Lord Jesus Almighty, I have not experienced that yet. I know, you know, everybody has their day and it it comes eventually. So I feel like I can't sit up here and judge somebody to for how they um, react or how they deal with losing somebody. I think Tupac um, or whatever, when they were dealing with each other, I think they were like early 20s because I think Tupac died when he was 25, if I'm not right. Okay. So Tupac died when he was 25, so I think he and Jada were dealing with each other, like, early 20s or whatever. And so for me, like, I remember when this is kind of not related, but 
Aaliyah died when I was about 10 or 11, and I was crushed. I had never met Aaliyah. I don't even think I had ever listened to none of her music at the time. But for some reason, when she passed away, it hit me so hard. And I'm telling you, I was such a tough kid. I don't cry. Nothing. It hit me so hard. I boohooed. I cried. I had to go out and get her music. But I just said that to say at 11, I was very impressionable. And I didn't I didn't even know why I was emotional. I didn't even know how to um, understand certain things. And I remember writing letters myself. I remember writing letters to um, my grandma passed away. I think when I was 12 or 14. I don't remember. I remember writing letters to my grandma. I remember writing letters to God about like my parents, about what I was feeling or what I was going through. So I just said that to say I feel like the Smith family is always under some type of unrelated gunfire. What does this have to do with anything going on with Will right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Will is in a very, like, tough spot. I feel like he put himself in a very bad position. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Everybody saw what happened. Everybody understands that. But I, I, what I've noticed is when the Wills, when something happens with the Smith family, people get to kicking while they're down. What does that have to do with anything? And not to, not to discredit, like, us talking about it and not to discredit whatever you feel, because I already understand that we might have a difference of opinion. Mm. I get that. But I just, it's so blatant to me. Like, I'm just like, there is something about this family. And maybe it's because they're so unapologetically themselves. Okay, yeah, um, Jada dealt with August Alsina. This husband and wife wouldn't have done that. They, they wouldn't have done But Jada and Will did that in their marriage. What about it? They're still together. What about it? Their kids love them. What about it? You know what I mean? Like, we can't, like, what works for everybody else might not work for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So I just, like, I, and that's why, I mean, I, I said I didn't have much to say about it, and then I went on. But I don't really have, like, I don't see nothing wrong with it. I, I can't say how. There's an, I have an ex that was horrible to me. Horrible to me. I mean, as as low as you can get to somebody, that is what I dealt with with this ex. And I still feel like if he was to die, I still feel like I would be in some type of way affected. And if I was with somebody at the time, like if I had a husband or boyfriend at the time, I would probably let them know, like, my ex died. I don't really know how I'm feeling right now, but I'm I'm feeling something. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know how I would be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So who knows what, what the kids then witness? Who knows? But I, I just know they're a good family. I can't say much about it. I know you, I, I know you have a difference of opinion. I know, and no, that's no, okay. No, that's no, what makes this podcast good. No, 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 for sure. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm glad. I, I, I respect your opinion too, Monday, and I'm, I'm glad. Like, when I was bringing up the... Uh, the Willow thing, like it just, you know, it had resurfaced. Yeah, I know. Uh, and, and my thing, I'm not mad at Willow Smith. Like, you know, yeah, no, and my thing wasn't like I was mad at her or something like that. No, no, no. But, and, uh, you know, everything you said is right. Um, you know, they are unapologetically themselves, and, you know, all of that stuff is true. My thing is this I, I come at it from this perspective. Um, because I am. Probably what you felt for Aaliyah is like, I don't know when you're, uh, I don't want to say idolship, but <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, guess, I don't, know I don't even know if that's a real word, 
But my idolship for Will Smith probably started even way before yours because, you know, I'm a little bit older. Um, so it was, you know, Fresh Prince and Bad Boy. Like, I remember that being the first movie, not the first movie, but it was like the first movie I was like kind of excited to see uh, Bad Boys, like when dad and mom, I think, took me to see it or something like that. Like Independence Day, Wild Wild West. Um, I remember. You know, and it was just like, to me, Will Smith, nigga, Big Willie style. Getting jiggy with it. What is we talking about? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, to me, Will Smith, you know, even back then was like just the model person, at least to me, of what a man, you know, should be. He was a good dad, respected his wife, never put nothing out. Like, we never heard about nothing about him disrespecting her or even bringing anything out that would disrespect her. Um you know, the kids, just the two of us was my shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those things. And, you know, I just feel like I put him like he was to me, like the first kind of Russell Wilson, like to mm-hmm. me, you know I what agree. I'm saying? It was like, damn, like, cause their family was out there. Like Denzel's and them kids wasn't like really out there like that. Even though Denzel was, you know, he just a more, you know, secluded. Conservative. Yeah. Conservative yeah. type uh-huh. of dude. Yeah. So when I look at this, it's like, for somebody who I, you know, I always looked at him like, you know, he was like an uncle or, you know, role model to me as well. Like when I look at somebody who doesn't, who has not brought any drama to his own life, like scandals, nothing like, nothing like that. Yeah. I feel like when it's a person who you wit, everything to me, unless it's something I've missed, like pretty much for him that he's had to answer to or has been negatively looked at in his life, or he's had to, like, defend, has been because of some stuff that Jada has done. Like, and I mean, like, from the August, I was like, regardless of what their situation is, because Will might be doing his thing too, his stuff has never come to the light, and he's, she's never had to sit there and answer for, oh, you was talking to such and such, okay, da 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 Like, we've never had to hear about Will Smith talking about, okay, this was my ex, and I love her so much and yada, yada, yada. Because he had a wife before her. He got a whole kid by her. So obviously he was in love before her. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's like the ultimate form of love is you married someone and you've had a kid. I've never heard him talk about his relationship. I, I haven't read his book, but his relationship with her as if it's something that he wishes he still had or he misses. You know what I'm saying? So when I hear those type of things about the Tupac and then the August Alcina, I'm like, damn, like. Why is it so much drama coming to his life that he has to answer for that's from his partner? Like, you know what I'm saying? And the main thing I've been hearing this whole week is like, oh, such and such was like protecting him. I was like, well, how is she protected Will? Like, and all of this. Like, you know what I'm saying? For somebody like, I look at it like if you was looking at me, like, you know me, I'm drama free too. But if I got a girlfriend who whenever, like I got, she popping up on Instagram with some shit, I got to defend her. Da 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 da. This and that. You'd be like, bro. Like, what's up with her? Like, you you are really conservative. Not not conservative, but you know me. I'm like, I'm a low key individual. Like, why is it everything that you got to talk about is dealing with her? And I feel like this was another situation with that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is like at least the third thing I'm counting. I'm like, okay, she ain't like the joke. And now he goes up there, and on the biggest night of his life, it's again about her. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like as somebody 
I, I think we've all been in situations like that where it's like we wanted to pop off at something and our significant other might pull us like, yo, chill. Or be like, what is you like, nah, not tonight. Not tonight. You know what I'm saying? So for when I seen that and I was like, damn, that's a whole lot of fucking steps for him to go up there and for her to not get up at all. Boom, he slapped, then he come back and still nothing. Then they showed a joint of her laughing after he didn't slapped her or slapped uh, Chris Rock. He get back to the seat and then he yelling up there. And at no point she like, yo, calm down. Like, this is not what we hear. This is your night. Like to me personally, that said everything that I needed to know. Because if somebody really cares about me, they're not finna let me embarrass myself like that on a night that's supposed to be the biggest night of my life. Like, he had never won an Oscar, like you said. And then now we're not even talking about his Oscar or how great the movie was. We're talking about him going up there and doing something out of emotion that honestly wasn't even his first emotion. Because if he would have went up there initially and just stormed, I would have been like, okay, that was him. But for him to sit there and laugh and then he look over and she don't like it. And then it's like now, oh, shit, well. I feel like this is what I need to do and then do that. And then, you know, it wasn't pure because he came back the next day, not even 24 hours and apologize. Cause if you're going to ride for somebody and it's something that's wrong uh, or not something that's wrong, it's something you believe in regardless of how it comes off. You're not going to apologize for it. If you whoop somebody ass cause they disrespected your mama, you might apologize that you got to sit in jail. Like, all right, kids, I can't take you to school for a week. I apologize, but I had to do this. You apologize for that, but you're not finna apologize for whooping whoever asked that was. It's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So when I seen that and seen this all transpire, I was like, bro, like to me, uh, it just seemed like that's somebody who just doesn't love you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like as much as they might keep the family together and, you know, they've kept it together. Like, like you said, they haven't split up. But to me, that was not a display of true love, you know, from both parties. I think Will was acting out of something of emotion that he felt he was supposed to do. And I don't think he was being protected from something that actually has come back and is going to hurt him. Like, of course, Will don't need the money now. So the, his pocket's not going to be hurt. But Will loves to act. And sometimes not being able to get your art out is worse than not being able to get no money. Like, so if he don't, can't do Bad Boys 4 with Martin Lawrence and whoever, all these other films, like, that would be a worse punishment for him than even getting paid. Because I'm sure he'd do a lot of that stuff for free just because he loves to act. So for somebody to sit there, like, as a family, or supposed to be a family, and let him do that, like, it was hurtful for me to watch, especially after the last week of seeing how she was laughing about this shit and all of that and how it's transpired. And, like, not even, like, releasing a statement. Like I said, the one I heard today, that wasn't even defense. I don't even know if that's a real statement. But not something's just saying, like, this is not who Will Smith is. Like, he's a caring person. Like, something just out there just to defend your husband. Because even if he was in the wrong, and we know he was, like, just something for you as his wife to put out there, I feel like was also just disrespect. Like, and to me, it's just not a form of true love. So I feel bad for Will. We're talking about Will. I feel bad for Chris Rock because he was just doing his job. Like, everybody in the history of the Oscars has done that and told far worse jokes. They, they put up a whole reel. Uh, like, I think Leonardo DiCaprio got called a whole pedophile at the last one. 
Because you know he don't date nobody over like 25. Mm-hmm. Or somebody call him a damn pedophile on stuff. I'm like, bro, like, so, like, you know, it's just what you sign up for. Like, this is a place where you, like, you could poke fun at. And it, it, it was just sad. Like, it's just an overall sad thing. And I, I feel bad for Will, like I said, because I feel like in all of it, he hasn't been protected. You know what I'm saying? For just the kind and peaceful person that he is. You know, it's just always something coming for him. So uh, it's just an overall bad situation, man. Like, that's that's all I can really say about it. Um, I hate to end on that note. I don't know if you have anything positive to say. Um. <laughs> have anything positive to talk about. Or if you had anything else you wanted to say about it, but... That's kind of it, man. I would just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm hurt by the whole situation, man. I think everybody has their own piece of pie to be accountable for. I think um, no matter what's going on or what we think we know, we don't know what's going on in the marriage. And at the end of the day, um, Will Smith is grown. Nobody can look a certain way and make me act out of something that I wouldn't normally do. Like, I could be sitting next to my mom, and somebody could be talking about me up and down right in front of me. I will not react. But if they say the slightest thing about my mom, I'm getting up and I'm slapping you while my mom is sitting right by me. And I know that's not right. But at the end of the day, that's my character. She, no matter how she could look at me or grab me or do whatever, I'm getting up. And I'm going to lay hands on you. That's just it. That's just me and my character. I will work it out with God when we get there. But that's just me. So I think everybody has their own piece of the pie to be accountable for at the end of the day. Um, Yeah. And that's just, it is what it is. I hope that they, you know, it sucks because everything, like, the media is so crazy. And it just, I don't know, man. When I think about doing this acting stuff, it's just like, you ready for everything to be in in, in the media and everywhere? So it sucks that everything just has to be on Front Street and they can't handle family stuff within their own family. That breaks my heart. That's what breaks my heart. Um, but I hope that they do, you know, and I hope that they stay together and I hope that they figure it out. And, yeah, I hope that they continue to love each other, you know. That's still a beautiful black family at the end of the day, and I hope I hope they make it through all this because this is not easy. One, it's not easy being married. That's not peaches and cream. You're married and you're famous. And y'all don't have a traditional marriage. That's clear. So it's just like there's a lot of, you know, things already stacked against them. So I hope they figure it out and love each other and make it work. And that's it. Yeah, and I think that oh, that was the last part I wanted to say too. Is <clears throat> like I just had the part about uh Jaylee and I getting up and um, you know, uh even, you know, trying to to stop him. Um, so yeah, I, I, like that's, that's my part for her. Like the ultimate part of course is on, uh, will. Um, and I just mean that because like, I was always taught like as a, as a man, you can't be, you can't act off emotion. Like that's something like, this is just what I was told that like, that's something women are allowed to do. Men not allowed to act off emotion. Because there's so much more uh, that's dependent upon behind us, right? So this, in one sense, is um, it was a reaction, right? 
So that's the same thing a lot of young boys do on the street or in our neighborhoods that gets them in trouble. It's just on a lower level. Like we act out of emotion, you know, trying to be tough, trying to do something that we think because it's the first thing we think of emotion. We don't think of uh, a mental, I would say uh, a mental uh, choice as far as just an emotional reaction. Like, and I mean, mental choice, like thinking about something before you do it, as opposed to emotionally acting off it. And that's what happens with a lot of us as black men. We feel like we need to act off emotion or we can't control our emotions. And it comes out in the form of, okay, I'm going to hit him. Okay, well, I hit him. But once you put violence into it, uh, things can escalate, right? So I might end up punching you because you said something. But at the end of the day, that don't mean he going to punch me back. His might end with somebody getting stabbed, somebody getting shot. It's the same thing that happens, right? So that's, that's literally, like, why men aren't able to or should not act off emotion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't go and my girlfriend say something crazy to me, as wild as it may be, and just hit her. Like, I can't act off emotion with anything like that because I'll go to jail. It's just, that's just the reality of the world we live in. We're not allowed to act off stuff like that. If Will Smith would have been anybody else, he'd be in prison. You know what I'm saying? If you, you can't just go up and hit somebody for any, and then God forbid he was somebody who was up and coming, and then now you can't provide for your family or whatever it may be. So at some point, we got to look at it from, as an adult, we've always been given this notion I always think is um, interesting. We always have heard sticks and stones break our bones, but words never hurt them. And we given that as kids. And we're supposed to abide by that and live by it. But for some reason, <laughs> light went out. For some reason, as adults, we feel like, or we forget that, you know, it's multiple ways to handle and address situations. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I wanted to say just in terms of that. It was a, it was a bad moment because it was an emotional reaction and to justify uh, violence in something that was dealing with verbiage as Will Smith, as a uh, figure, and this is just for anybody, um, there's certain ways to be able to dress. Like, everything can't be handled um, and just on, on some nigga shit. Like, it just can't be that, like, all the time. Like, and I'm not I'm saying, like, Will Smith don't do that all the time, but I'm just saying. Like, to be, to defend something like that. Well, it's like, oh, I don't give a fuck if we at the Oscars. It's like, all right, it ain't just that you were at the Oscars. It's like, he a grown-ass man. And, like, it's multiple ways. You could pull somebody to the side. Like, I've seen multiple people get checked certain type of ways. Like, socking somebody in their face is not your first form <laughs> of doing something. So, uh, like I said, that was all on Will. And nobody can control those emotions except for him. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm with Imani. Like, I'm praying for him and the family, and I hope they work it out. But... I would say black man and black woman do not put yourself in a situation where you are not being completely valued and protected by the person you with. Because if you are not, it's a disrespect of your time, your heart, your emotional and your mental space. So I would just say, make sure it's somebody who is going to honor you, respect you as an image, 
re, not respect you as an image, respect your image, respect your house, respect your home, keep your private life, your private life, if that's what you want it to be. And, you know, um, just respect one another and that family uh, structure. You know what I mean? So that's what I would leave it at. Um, that's my piece for this week. I love y'all. I'm going to turn my mic off now so I don't say nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you close us out, money. I mean, all I have to say is if you talk about my mom, I'm throwing hands. Hakuna Matata, peace. Namaste.